we just came through unleavened bread and the first Shabbat of unleavened bread I was not doing anything reading stuff and so forth and I came across a blog that I normally read the guy lives up in Maine his name is Sullivan goes by the name of Sipican Cottage and he mostly writes literature and he wrote a piece of information I read it was very good and then went over to another blog I read who was a British professor and sort of fancies himself as an heir to C.S. Lewis writes sort of like C.S. Lewis, a bright guy and I don't mean that in a condescending way at all and they were both talking about the same thing so my lightning fast mind said tell me two times and I figure it out so I'm going to start with uh, Sullivan's insight and he's talking about the days before everybody had a cell phone that had Siri on it that would tell you how far to go and where to turn at that time he was a contractor so he had to go places to meet people and he'd get lost anybody ever been lost in a car yeah sure I mean it's just sort of a standard joke about men never stopping and asking for directions and he says what most people do when they're lost and late is they speed up and they go faster so you're driving along and you're going faster and faster because you're later and later and you're loster and loster and about the worst thing you can do if you're in the car with such a person is say well you should have turned back there what's the reaction going to be anger right yeah you're all poking each other and you know wives are poking their husbands you you all know what I'm talking about the comment that he made is that this generation is similarly lost and they are behaving the same way as they go through life they are lost and they are behind and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to turn because the landmarks have all been removed Kay has a classic example we were in Korea and she had to go down to Osan to teach an English class so she calls up and she gets some Korean down in Osan and and says well how do I get there and the guy said well you know where the toll booth used to be (laughs) actually no I don't (laughs) so people tend to give directions like that and what they tend to do is they rely on landmarks to give their directions in fact when I was at Fort Polk we'd go down range and there was an oak tree and this was the most beautiful perfect oak tree I have ever seen in my life about that big around at the base tall beautiful perfect canopy and so forth and that was a standard line everybody you could always tell go to the beautiful oak tree and everybody on the base knew what you were talking about because it was a landmark And what's happened to this generation is all of the landmarks have been systematically removed. So they're going through life and they don't have any landmarks to refer to. And they're lost and they're angry because they're lost and they don't know where to go. So they snap and they snap and they go around with their devices and their looking in case they might have missed something you know they're walking along and they're, and they're poking on their devices as if perhaps there might be some guidance there and it's interesting because in Deuteronomy and I'm going to quote from Deuteronomy 
cursed be anyone who moves his neighbor's landmarks. Now, we often think of that in terms of land surveying. I mean, certainly that's the plain sense of it. But I'm suggesting to you that the cultural landmarks that we all have grown up to depend upon have been systematically removed. So as people are looking around trying to orient themselves, trying to get their bearings, trying to figure things out, there are no landmarks for them to look at. So they go to these little machines that they're carrying around hoping that something will show up that will give them some idea and in the meantime they go faster and faster and they get angrier and angrier. And uh, Sullivan's sort of last comment was, my son, going through life lost and angry is no way to live. And that's true. Now, the Bible really says very little about God. If you read the Bible, it doesn't say a lot about God. It gives you enough information to know that God is, that God created everything, and that God loves you. But it doesn't give you a lot of other information about God. The other thing that the Bible doesn't do is it doesn't give you goals. There are some in there, don't get me wrong. Be fruitful and multiply, that's a goal, certainly. But by and large, it doesn't give you goals on how to live your life. What it does do, which is really fascinating, is it talks about roles. What is your role? And what I'm going to suggest to you is that the roles that we have in life and that the Bible gives us forms our landmarks. Those are the landmarks by which you can orient yourself as you go through this life. So the very first set of roles in the Bible is husband and wife. That's the first one. And what are we seeing in our culture today? That very distinction between male and female is being systematically attacked. The society is trying to remove that set of landmarks. Male and female roles. For example, one of the ways that that happens is equality between men and women. Well, I have over here a Chevrolet and I have over here a television. There's no way that those two can be equal in any meaningful way because they have different roles. They have different functions. They have different uses. So this idea of equality, if you will, is designed to blur roles. In fact, on the Internet the other day, I spent a lot of time on the Internet, as do all of you, I'm sure. And there's a gal that's a meme now. This gal was, in, I think, in Berkeley, you know, someplace that they've been doing riots lately, you know, anti-Trump riots. And she has these blog posts that, oh, we're going to go out and we're going to get a hundred Nazi scalps and just, you know, really dreadlocks and all that kind of stuff. And she goes to this riot and she's got a glove on that's weighted. So it's designed to injure when you punch somebody. So she's in this melee, if you will, and she punches some guy with this weighted glove. Oh, we're going to get a hundred Nazi scalps. And the guy looks at her and just does a roundhouse and decks her. Just absolutely flattens her with one punch. Because she's punched him first. And in the middle of a riot and somebody punches you, he just turns around and goes, wham, and she's down and gone. She has lost track of her role. She sees herself as, you know, one of these babes that you see in the 
movies, you know, where the this slender babe, you know, swings and knocks down this 300-pound biker, and, and she believes that stuff. And it's nonsense because she's lost track of her role. When you've lost track of what you're doing, your role, you're still looking for meaning. We are meaning-seeking beings. God made us to seek meaning. So if you don't have God and you don't understand, where you seek meaning is in the senses. You immerse yourself in music or drugs or sex or food or something. In other words, you're trying to get meaning, so you look to the world for meaning. And that's, of course, not where meaning exists. But that's all you know. It also infiltrates the church. And the way it manifests itself in the church is this desire for God to take over. You ever heard God's in control? He's not. This, again, goes from a loss of landmarks, if you will. So, the Bible starts off and it gives you a set of landmarks, male and female. Actually, the first one is, you're a child of God. That's your first landmark. You are a child of God. And God gives you enough information so that you know that all of this that you exist in is created for you. As a child of God, he made all of this for you. That's a landmark. That's something that you can grasp. And your role in this world is to act as a child of God. You are a member of a family. And again, one of the landmarks that they're trying to destroy and doing a really good job of is the family. This destruction of landmarks is systematic and it's deliberate. It's not an accident. As I say, you're a child of God. The next thing is you're a man or a woman. The next thing is you are a member of a family. The next thing is you are a member of a tribe or a community. Those are all landmarks that you have. And if those landmarks have all been destroyed, you have nothing to orient yourself with. You can't orient yourself in time or space or in relationship without those landmarks. And if you don't know what your role is in life, you will fail at coming up with goals for your life. The goals that you have are a function of the role that you have. Let me give you an example. Let's say that your daddy was a priest, a Cohen. So what's your primary role in life if you are a man? You become a priest. That is your role in life. God assigns that to you. Doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Doesn't matter whether you agreed to it. Doesn't matter whether you signed up. Your daddy was a Cohen. You're a Cohen. You're a priest. And because you're a priest, that limits the goals that you may form. For example, if you decide that you want to be a mortician, that is fundamentally incompatible with your role as a priest. Now, if you're not a priest, then having a goal to be a mortician is perfectly acceptable because your role doesn't conflict with the goal that you're trying to set up. And going back to our friend, her goal, at least at that point, was to be a physical member of a warrior class that was going to go in and going to sweep through all these Nazis and was going to cleanse the earth of them. That was her goal. That goal is fundamentally incompatible with her role in life, which is to be a woman. 
and she came up against hard reality in the face of some guy's punch and all of a sudden her goal was gone and she then went on television and whined about this guy who hit a woman and this is lost and confused and that's what she is so the goals that most people have in this society are kind of worthless one of the goal is I will measure myself by how much money I have and how many toys I can accumulate now God knows that you need money and he knows that you need stuff and he will provide that for you if your goals match your role he'll give you the resources you need but simply going out and getting more which is again one of the things that much of this society does because they are lost is not a really good goal for life so say for example you're a woman and you get married and you start having children alright you have a role as a wife and a mother and you can then have a goal of raising godly children who will be wonderful members of the community and will contribute to this world as they go on those are worthy goals you can also have a goal of I want to start a business in my garage those are all good goals that are completely compatible with your role I'm using Erin as an example here because she's done all those things if however your goal is to be CEO of a fortune 500 company I will suggest that being a wife and a mother becomes conflicting between those two you can't do both of those well you can be a really good CEO, women have, they, they're good at it or you can be a really good wife and mother but if you try and marry those two goals you get a conflict because you'll have to shortchange one or the other to do it well now one of the things that's happened with this systematic destruction of landmarks every human society organization has got flaws to include the one that God set up I mean it, it lasted longer than most but they still went into exile we still managed to mess it up one of the things about a system with hereditary roles is that it gives everybody a set of goals that they can inspire to so if you're born for example in Israel where God anoints the king and you're not a priest well okay that means that my goals cannot include being a priest and my goals cannot include being a king my goals can include being an artisan they can include being a merchant they can include lots of things but there are some things that are closed off to me by my place in society and my favorite example is everybody wants to be a princess until your father marries you off to the king of Poland in order to secure peace in Silesia because getting married off by your father to somebody in Poland goes with the territory of being a princess and everybody that wants to be a princess sees the tiara and the fine gown and all that kind of stuff and said I want to be a princess but you understand with that role of a princess goes some responsibilities and it's the same with us with our roles come responsibilities we have to meet those responsibilities so if your role is to be a man and you decide to become a father then there are responsibilities that you have by assuming those roles you're expected to support your wife, you're expected to support your children there's all sorts of things that go with the role of being a father just as with the role of being a mother and God tells you what your roles are in many cases male and female, husband and wife He gives you 
the way to behave with those rules. If you happen to be a priest, he gives you how to behave with those rules. And he also tells you that some of these goals that you might formulate are off limits to you now. Just like our princess, who might be in love with the stable boy, still is going to Poland, and she's going to marry the king of Poland in order to secure peace with Silesia. It's just the way it's going to be. Sorry about that. And what we have in society today with the systematic destruction of landmarks is people do not accept externally imposed goals or roles. So you have people who are unsure anymore of the most basic things, whether or not they're male or female. They're going to argue about that. Given that they are male and female, they decide, okay, well, I'm going to go out and acquire children or whatever, but I'm not going to fulfill the role of a wife or a husband and a mother, you know, that kind of stuff. It's all up for grabs, or at least it is in their minds. In fact, it is not all up for grabs. It's assigned most of the cases by God. And that's the reason for them being lost and angry, is because the things that they want are in conflict with the roles that have been assigned to them in many cases by God and in other cases by society. And so they're lost, they're in a hurry, they're angry, and they're looking at their little devices hoping to get some guidance. These people are truly lost. One of the things that I've said lots of times, and the Bible bears me out, remember I said God doesn't give you much information in the Bible about goals. There's nothing in the Bible that says if you are X, Y, and Z, you have to become a farmer. Or if you're this, that, or the other thing, you have to become a merchant or whatever. All of that is up for grabs. You can do anything you want in God's creation as long as you meet the responsibilities that go with the roles that you've been assigned. Going back to our example of a priest. If a priest wants to go out and be a merchant, he can do that. If a priest wants to go out and be a farmer or a rancher, he can do all of those things. If he wants to be a carpenter, our great high priest was a carpenter, he can do all of that. The Bible doesn't speak about any of that. So if the great high priest wants to go out and be a carpenter or this, that, he can do that. Total freedom. But what he is not free to do is not fulfill his role that God has sent him to fulfill. And his role, of course, is to become the Lamb of God. So all of us have roles. And God has given you the stuff that you need in order to fulfill the goals that you desire to achieve as long as it doesn't conflict with your role. So no two of us are alike. That's by design. I mean, if God wanted clones, he was perfectly capable of making them. So everybody has different talents, different desires, different ambitions. We're all different. So the thing that you're going to do with the free space that you have is completely up to you. Start a company. Start a family. Become an auto mechanic. Whatever you like. The Bible doesn't say anything about that. It says very little about goals. But what it does say is this is your role. You are a man. You are a woman. You are a father. You are a mother. You are a priest. You are a member of a community. That is your role in life. And as long as you live your life in harmony with that role, the goals that you set for yourself are wide open. And what's happened with our society today is they've turned loose of the roles in life. They've gotten rid of all the landmarks. So these people are wandering around 
and they've got biological imperatives and all sorts of stuff and they've got the media pumping stuff at them and so forth and they have no idea what to do. They're completely lost. So as you deal with these people, understand that the reason that they are so angry is not necessarily anything to do with you. It's simply they're lost and bewildered and they are going faster and faster and giving them a suggestion of where they ought to turn off the interstate is just going to make them mad. So be gentle with these people as best you can. I don't have any problem if you lay in one of them out if that's necessary. But you understand what I'm talking about. These folks are literally insane because sanity comes with following the landmarks that God has set up. And if you systematically destroy them, you will become insane, which is what they are. Let our